Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Good morning, good morning, internet Netsians and worldwide founders, operators, and venture capitalists. Guys, this is... Venture Daily with me, your host, Peter Sangton. <laughs> I am glad to be here, guys. It is a Monday, my friends, and you get to start your week with me. This is the Venture Daily Show, and we cover all sorts of news that you can use from venture capital news, technology news, founder and operator news, startup news, and opinions from moi. A founder himself, who, by the way, is like in a branding exercise today. I got my Vin Wiki shirt. Got to give props to my, my startup that's crushing it. And I'm wearing my Cherubic, uh, Cherubic um, hoodie here. Uh, thanks so much, Cherubic, for investing in me in my previous startups. Legit, legit. But guys, we have a great show for you guys today. today and, and it what's interesting... Actually, let's just jump right to it. What's interesting is that today is a show in which I'm going to be talking about the next decade of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And the reason is, is because I got a lot of feedback. I got a lot of feedback from the Twitters. From the Twitters, I asked last week, want me to talk about the future of crypto and Bitcoin next week? I found a pretty fun article from my man Brian Armstrong of Coinbase, who made fun of me back in 2017 for purchasing the first Lamborghini Huracan with that precious Bizity Bitcoin. Some of you guys remember. And Sam, the carpet man down here, says, I remember. Yes. That's correct, guys. For some of you who might not know, um, and that's okay, it's not a big deal anyway. But back in 2017, I had my first like 15 minutes of fame. Internet fame, guys. The 300 million estimated worldwide views for being the first person on the planet to buy a Lamborghini Huracan, a 2015 Lamborghini Huracan with that busy Bitcoin, 45 Bitcoins. Now, our man Brian Armstrong that year also did a presentation where he said, man, we've been doing all this stuff with cryptocurrency and all we got are people buying Lambos. Well, Brian Armstrong, I respect you. I respect your hustle. I respect your grind. The first time that I became a Coinbase, a Coinbase customer was in 2014, early 2014, I think. January, February, I believe. Um, and so, you know what? I've seen you grow, Brian Armstrong, Coinbase, in leaps and bounds. I've seen you gone from just a couple coins to now 30, 40, 
50. The world is yours, my friend. So today, guys, we are going to go over an article, which I'm excited to talk about. The title is, What Will Happen to Cryptocurrency in the 2020s? After we cover that article, we're going to go into venture deals for this day, Monday. January 13th, we're going to go into venture deals. I always love that because it's always good to know where the money is going and where the money is flowing. And last but not least, we'll have a little word, a little word from me. So let's jump right into it, guys. Let's just jump right into the article. I'm glad that you guys are here, and I am glad to be part of your day. So what will happen to cryptocurrency in the 2020s? This is from Brian Armstrong from blog.coinbase.com. He says, yesterday I recapped the last decade in crypto. Today, let's look ahead to the future and what I think will happen in the 2020s. Of course, no one can predict the future with much accuracy, but one way to predict it more accurately is to invent it. If I remember uh, Brian Armstrong, I believe that was Abraham Lincoln who said something like that, a quote like that. I think he said the best way to predict the future is to create it, or in today's terms, roll your own. In short, I think over the next decade, we'll see a blockchain that is both more scalable and includes privacy features reach about 1 billion users by the end of the decade, up from about 50 million at the start of the decade. Adoption will happen both in emerging markets where the financial systems are most broken and from a crop of new crypto first startups producing products people want. By the end of the decade, most tech startups will have a crypto component, just like most tech startups use the internet and machine learning today. Governments and institutions will move into the cryptocurrency space in a big way as well. Now, this is very similar to the conversation that I had recently with Tim Draper on our VC hunting segment in which he was talking about Bitcoin in space and governments and institutions competing for people and resources and using cryptocurrency as a mechanism for incentivization. Powerful stuff. Maybe Tim Draper and Brian Armstrong have been talking together. His number one prediction, Brian Armstrong's number one prediction for the decade of the 2020s and beyond in the 2020s, it's scalability. I believe we'll see a layer or layer two solutions or new blockchains come out, which increase transaction throughput by several orders of magnitude. Just like broadband replacing 56K modems led to many, many new applications on the internet, YouTube, Uber, etc. I believe scalability is the prerequisite for the utility phase of crypto to really get going. Once we see blockchains with several orders of magnitude scalability improvements, we will also see new applications start to develop more rapidly. See the rise of crypto startup below. Now, this is one of those areas in which me being in the cryptocurrency space previously and building multiple cryptocurrency apps, there was always this discussion around scalability. Who was going to be the, the, the most scalable blockchain? Was it going to be Ubix? Was it going to be uh, Cardano? Was it going to be Neo? Was it going to be right, Etidium? Was it going to be Etidium Classic? Was it, I mean, there was always these arguments about which one was going to be scale, the more, more scalable. Was it going to be something Dan Larimer made, right? And so the question, what, what really what we, what we ended up finding in this last decade, that none of those scaled solutions really were mature enough. And so for him, for Brian Armstrong to say his number one prediction for the 2020s is scalability, 
You know what? I'd say that he's probably right on the money. We've had plenty of time to have lots of experiments in the last decade, lots of experiments around scalability, lots of people trying it, and not working out so much. Let's be intellectually honest. Uh, one of the biggest successes of the two uh, of the 2010s to 2020 was Ethereum and um, CryptoKitties. I mean, really? CryptoKitties was the best thing that we got out of Ethereum in the last decade? Oh, that and ICOs. That and ICOs, guys. ICOs was the, uh, the best example of crowdfunding at scale and lots and lots and lots of scams. Sorry for all you headphone users out there. I just had to do that. That BitConnect Carlos. Number two from Brian Armstrong is privacy. Or if you're out in uh, Europe, privacy. <laughs> in addition to scalability, I think we'll also see privacy integrated into one of the dominant chains in 2020. Just like how the internet launched with HTTP and later intro introduced HTTPS as a default on many websites. I believe we'll eventually see a privacy coin or blockchain with built-in privacy features get mainstream adoption in the 2020s. It doesn't make sense in most cases to broadcast every payment you make on a transparent ledger. Now, this is one of those things where I feel, you can correct me if I'm wrong, leave a comment below on any of these ideas, but this is one of those ideas where I feel like Brian Armstrong is kind of backpedaling. I mean, let's be honest, if you were deep into the cryptocurrency space in the last decade, wasn't one of the biggest topics all the time about privacy? Monero, Pivx, Bitcoin private. I mean, there was so much talk about privacy, but there was nothing really, in my opinion, that really stuck, that, that really stood out as like, this is the privacy coin of the future. I mean, I know a lot of people will say, oh, Dash, Pivx, you know, Monero, whatever. Like, I don't see them taking, I don't see them taking the reins. I don't see them, see them being number one. Is, is privacy going to be a real issue in the 2020s and beyond? You better believe it. As government encroaches on our privacy, as government surveillance continues to expand, privacy is going to be a big deal. So when it comes to Brian Armstrong's uh, predictions here, number one on scalability, I think he's right on the money. On privacy, I think he's right on the money too, but the way he wrote it here, he's forgotten that we've talked a lot about privacy in the last 10 years. Number three on Brian Armstrong's list is consolidation. There are a number of high-quality teams working on next-generation protocols today. Definity, Cosmos, Polkadot, Ethereum 2, Algorand, etc. And there are great teams working on Layer 2 scaling solutions for existing chains. My prediction is that we'll see consolidation of chains in developer mindshare, user base, and market cap in the decade to come. The chains that make the most progress on scalability, privacy, Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. 
From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Developer tools and other features will see the most gains. Those Bitcoin gains, guys. <laughs> We may even see M&A amongst these teams and a reverse fork, if you will, where one chain is depreciated, deprecated, and each token becomes exchangeable at a fixed rate to the acquiring token. That's an interesting idea. It's a novel idea. There will be as many tokens as there are companies, open source projects, DAOs, charities in the world, so millions but only a handful of chains will power the underlying infrastructure for these. The winning chains will likely follow a lower power law distribution on outcomes, just like any other industry. Uh, this is number three. Number three, when it comes to consolidation, I completely agree 100%. As sad as it might sound, if we're going to be intellectually honest about how industries rise and how industries grow, at the end of the day, every single industry on the planet ends up being consolidated into no less than or to no more than about six to ten entities or companies. Look at any industry, guys. I know it's not fair and it might not be right. But every industry gets consolidated into about six to ten major conglomerates, major corporations, and they own everything. They become the backbone of that particular market. And in cryptocurrency, you know what? We're not immune to this, my friends. We are not immune to this. Let me know your thoughts if you disagree with me in the comments below. Number four, from trading to utility, I think number four could be one of the most promising. I'm excited about this because... If we move, now let me just read it and then I'll give you my, my, my color commentary here. The 2010s were largely about speculation investment in cryptocurrency, with trading driving most of the activity and best business models. This trend will continue to play out in the 2020s, see market structure and institutions below, but I believe the best new companies that get created in the crypto space in the 2020s will be about driving the utility phase, people using crypto for non-trading purposes. We have already started to see the beginnings of this trend with more customers doing non-trading activity, staking, borrowing, lending, margin, debit cards, earn, commerce, etc. I think this is fantastic. As we move away from trading being the dominant theme of cryptocurrency to utility, we're going to see not only more adoption in the cryptocurrency space, but we're also going to see a lot more legitimacy climb in and creep in into the cryptocurrency space. You see, one of the arguments that the pundits always have around cryptocurrency is the idea that it's a speculative asset. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I get it. But when cryptocurrency and when cryptocurrency finally matures to more utility than just trading, that argument has been sh can, will be shelved effectively. 
You can no longer say that it's just merely a speculative asset. When people are using cryptocurrency for utilities, for, 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 for you know, all, all, all sorts of things like decentralized internet, decentralized file sharing, a new, hopefully new decentralized, uncensorable YouTube-esque type system, even though we're already syndicating on the largest uh, decentralized video platforms out there. Your BitChute, your BitTube, your BitTubers, uh, Library. We're already there, guys. We're already there. So we're actually betting. We here at uh, the Daily uh, Venture Daily, we are actually betting on the fact that decentralized systems of utility are going to rise and emerge, and we're already investing our time and putting our content there. So if you're a content creator, best be getting on that DeFi, guys. Number five, the rise of the crypto startup. Well, I can give you a lot of props here. And a yay, Brian Armstrong. That's what I did for the last three and a half years in the cryptocurrency space, building multiple, multiple crypto startups and even having them venture funded. This decade, we will see a new type of startup become commonplace, the crypto startup. We already did that, guys. Just like the dot-com craze kicked off the idea of the internet startup and a decade later, just about every tech startup that uses the internet in some way. I believe that by the end of the 2020s, almost every tech startup will have some sort of cryptocurrency component. You know what, Brian? Even though you made fun of me with my Bitcoin Lambo, I agree with you here. What defines a crypto startup? Three things. First, it will raise money using crypto from a much larger pool of global capital, unbundling advice from the money in the VC industry. Cha-ching. Absolutely. Second, it will utilize cryptocurrency to achieve product market fit by issuing tokens to early adopters of the product, something that we were big fans of uh, when we were doing crypto. Uh, turning them into evangelists, similar to early employees getting equity in the company. Third, they will bring together global communities and marketplaces at a pace we have never seen before in traditional startups, which have to painfully expand country by country, integrating each country's payment methods and regulations one at a time. This is a huge constraint for startups, especially in the DeFi, the decentralized finance, or even just traditional finance. You got to go through a lot of hoops. Crypto removes a lot of those hoops. There are a myriad of regulatory questions that this opens up, but the advantages are so strong, I think the market will find a way. These crypto startups will have the challenge that all startups have, making people making something that people want. The next 100 million people who get exposure to cryptocurrency will not come from them caring about cryptocurrency, but because they're trying to play some game, use a decentralized social network, or earn a living. And using cryptocurrency is the only way to use that particular application. Well said, Brian Armstrong. Well said. I'm going to agree with you 100% there, Brian Armstrong. As cryptocurrency apps, as cryptocurrency platforms continue to rise in utility and adoption as we move in 2020 and beyond, what's going to happen is that users the only way that users are going to be able to access and use these applications is they got to get in the cryptocurrency game. It's a matter of time. As I've said before in other po- podcasts and other shows, it's just that it's the, uh, cryptocurrency is like a, like a, like a woodcutter. It's not a, it's, not, it's, it's not a good example. It's not a good metaphor, but I've said it before. It's like a woodcutter, a woodchopper, right? A, a woodsman, a huntsman. 
whatever, right? Just chop, 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 and eventually the tree will fall down. That's what cryptocurrency is doing, my friends. What it's doing is chopping away at the old traditions of the world and replacing them with the DeFi space. Number six, emerging markets other than crypto startups, which will largely start off being the uh, first world phenomenon. The other area of adoption will be emerging markets where the existing financial systems are much bigger pain point. In particular, countries with high inflation rates and large remittance markets where crypto can really shine. In 2019, GiveCrypto.org made a cryptocurrency payments to 5,000 people in Venezuela. And over 90% of them were able to create at least one transaction with a local store that accepts crypto or a local cash-out partner. This indicates that the tools have started to cross the threshold of usability in emerging markets where unreliable internet, older smartphones, and a lack of education can be challenges. In the 2020s, I think we'll see cryptocurrency adoption in emerging markets scale to hundreds of millions of users with at least one country tipping so that the majority of transactions in their economy happen in cryptocurrency. Now, what this could be, this could be Chiggity China and the outlying and surrounding nations. Could be. Number seven, institutions. Something that I've spent so much time researching and studying and understanding back when I was deep in the cryptocurrency game. Institutional adoption, guys big time. They're going to be leading a lot of the first world country 100%. And as that bleeds over into the third world countries and developing nations, bruh, we're going to see it happen. We've already started to see a small institutions enter the cryptocurrency space. Hundreds have joined Coinbase custody in the past 18 months. Good shill there. I would expect this rapid growth to continue in the 2020s with larger and larger institutions coming on board. Eventually, just about every financial institution will have some sort of cryptocurrency operation, and most funds will keep a portion of their assets in cryptocurrencies, partially due to the uncorrelated returns. Something like 90% of the money in the world is locked up in institutions, so this will likely drive a lot of demand for crypto assets. And if you watch my interview, uh, which hasn't posted yet, but if you watch my interview with Tim Draper, he basically says the same thing. It's going to happen. Institutions are going to join the fray, and you know what? It's just going to be a wave. It's going to be an amazing wave of adoption. Number eight, central bank digital currencies, or CBDCs. I spent a lot of time talking about this in the last couple of years. While Libra drew an ire of just about everyone in Washington, D.C., except me, I thought this was, I think Libra is a good thing overall. It's pushing the narrative, the idea of cryptocurrency into the mainstream, which is always a good thing. China took the initiative by beginning to digitize their yuan and making blockchain one of their core technology investments. The U.S. is paying, playing a bit of catch-up now, and active discussions are... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply taking place about how the dollar can be digitized. Center with the USD coin may be the solution that the U.S. turns to, or the Fed may try to implement their own digitized dollar using blockchain. I think we will then see basket digital currencies come out, either by consortium like Libra or Center, or possibly the IMF itself. I have no idea if this is going to happen. Governments are relatively slow, but I think we're going to have to have we're going to have to keep an eye on China and seeing what they're doing. They really are blazing a trail. Number nine, maturing market structure. During the last decade, many companies we think of as cryptocurrency exchanges were actually brokerages, exchanges, custodians, and clearinghouses bundled into one. During the 2020s, I think we'll see cryptocurrency market structure evolve to more closely resemble the traditional financial world, where these functions being separated out from legal and a regulatory point of view. This is already happening to some extent. Coinbase custody, for instance, is a separate company with its own board, regulated as a New York trust company. Coinbase Pro, which used to be GDAX, will separate into a brokerage and exchange as well. As in the traditional financial services world, customers of one product will be competitors of another. And there will be a lot of cross-pollination. With these separate components in place, I predict the SEC and others will get more comfortable creating a cryptocurrency index fund for retail investors. Now, We're already seeing a lot of retail investor involvement, but not in America. In America, we're seeing mostly institutions playing the big volume game in crypto, and most of the retail is out in China, out in Japan. Well, actually, mostly Japan and Korea, to be quite frank. Uh, That's where all the retail investors are. And so the question really is, will the SEC get more comfortable creating an index fund? Well, we already have some interesting ones like Robinhood. Robinhood isn't an index fund, but Robinhood systems and applications like Robinhood are getting retail uh, the retail market into the game. But SEC doesn't care about them. SEC cares about the institutions. So the question is, is what type of institutional pressure needs to be added so that the SEC comes into compliance with what we want when it comes to crypto? Number six, or sorry, 10, decentralization will grow. Sounds like 
Captain Obvious, my friend. While the fiat to crypto exchanges will largely follow a traditional financial services model, a separate world will evolve in the purely decentralized crypto to crypto area. In other words, once you get your fiat currency into crypto, you can enter a magical place of innovation that is purely crypto to crypto. In this world, non-custodial wallets, DEXs, DeFi, and DApps will continue to improve in terms of usability and security. And we'll see a lot of new applications emerge, from games to online communities to virtual worlds with their own economies. Many of the apps and non-custodial wallets in this world, since they were never store customer funds, will be regulated like software companies instead of financial services companies. This will dramatically accelerate the pace of innovation. There will be a greater privacy in the world as well, with privacy coins and non-custodial wallets seeing greater adoption. We'll also see the rise of decentralized identity. Big idea. I like that idea. And reputation scores associated with those identities. As the decentralized crypto economy grows, more people will earn a living in crypto and find opportunities, moving the needle on global economic freedom. And number 11, his last prediction here, the billionaire flippening. Mm, sounds like the Illuminati here, guys. Or maybe the average Bitcoiner who has just a couple of Bitcoins will become, well, a millionaire and the millionaires will become billionaires. As a bonus final item, my friends Olaf Carlson Wee and Balaji Srivasan estimate that the price of $200,000 per Bitcoin, more than half the world's billionaires, will be from cryptocurrency. Whether you think this is a good thing or a bad thing, it would mean that more pro-technology people will have access to large amounts of capital in the 2020s. Presumably, this will increase the amount of investments made in science and technology, and I think we'll also see more crypto folks turn to philanthropy. We've already seen already this with efforts like the Pineapple Fund, GiveCrypto.org, and the Giving Pledge. We'll see how many of these predictions turn out to be true by shifting cryptocurrency from being primarily about trading and speculation to being about real-world utility. The 2020s will see a huge increase in the number of people holding and using cryptocurrency and start to really move the needle on global economic freedom. Booyakasha. Well, Brian Armstrong, I'm going to give you a big yay. And a big wussa, 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 wussa. Thanks, Brian Armstrong, for writing such a powerful article on blog.coinbase.com. Even though, even though you did make fun of me back in the day for buying a Lamborghini with Bitcoin, I forgive you. I forgive you. <laughs> guys, I don't, I, don't. <laughs> I don't hold any grudges, guys. I don't care. It's the internet, guys. People can say whatever they want. <laughs> People can say whatever they want. But you know what? I agree with a lot of what Brian Armstrong is saying. And one of the things that I love the most about his post is the positive tone in which it was written. I've seen way, way too much negativity, especially in the venture capital space. And I've seen way too much negativity from the mainstream media when it comes to the cryptocurrency space. It's great to see someone like Brian Armstrong continuing to be a positive example of what could potentially be a real future in cryptocurrency moving forward. I'm hopeful that many of these predictions will come true from moving from a speculative asset to utility, uh, moving from moving from institutions only 
to retail, scalability, giving access to the underserved, the underprivileged and minority groups and countries, uh, growing countries and emerging markets. Big deal, guys. One of the things that I was a huge proponent of and still a huge proponent of as, as when I used to do a lot of videos in cryptocurrency is this whole idea of access to talent access to opportunities and access to innovation. Now, this actually isn't that different from what we're doing here at Venture Daily. One of the reasons why we're doing Venture Daily is that I have a mission. I have a belief that the next generation of entrepreneurs, the next generation of founders, the next generation of ideas that can fundamentally change the world, that all those ideas, all of those opportunities are in the minds of eight 9, 10, 11, and 12-year-olds today. Those 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12-year-olds are not listening to podcasts of boring old white men talking about venture capital. I'm sorry, they're not. In a mobile-first, video-first world, they need something like Venture Daily, what we're doing here they want to see the news. They want to see someone talk about it. They want to have access to real people talking about venture capital and telling them how to connect with money. That's why we're here. Likewise, with cryptocurrency, it's the same idea. The, I, the innovations and inventions of the future are in emerging markets that we haven't tapped into yet. This is what makes cryptocurrency so powerful. Cryptocurrency unfetters them with just internet access. They now have the, this is powerful. Please don't miss this, guys. With just internet access, someone in an emerging market can create a store, can sell their wares, and receive payment in the form of cryptocurrency because they can't be, they don't have the access to a bank where they are. They don't have access to financial tooling where they are. But with internet, now they can build anything and they can sell it online. This is a huge win. So I'm a big fan, big fan, obviously, of cryptocurrency, big fan of how cryptocurrency is going to unlock the potential of the future. And frankly, I feel like I'm doing my best with Venture Daily to get the news out to these 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12-year-olds. Bring them to me so they can know about venture capital, technology, venture deals, what's going on. I'm just happy to be part of, part of it. Sounds good to me. Let me know your comments below if you agree or disagree with any of these ideas. And obviously, make sure to share this, this, uh, this video and this show. It's a good one so far, in my opinion. True startup story, guys. You got it. Your company just got seed round financed. Congratulations. You're going to the moon. But now you have to scale. You found great talent out in California, New York, Georgia, and even Eastern Europe. So what communications platform will you be using to ensure your international team is always aligned? Well, the answer is easy. Slack.com for teams. We've used Slack for all of our previous startups, and they've supported us in tremendous ways. And we want to give them a thanks today for supporting VCHunting.com. Did you also know that Slack is a great tool for personal use? Yeah, I use my own personal Slack channel to drop in documents, notes, to-dos, and follow-ups to ensure that my workflow throughout the day is right on course. I promise you, if you try out Slack.com for personal use, you'll end up using it for your team as well. Go to Slack.com to check it out. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Venture Daily, the number one fastest-growing daily venture capital show 
in all of venture media. I just love being able to say that. It's awesome. It's exciting. Oh, and by the way, make sure to follow me on Twitter at AgilePeter, and you can find tweets like this where Brian Armstrong's making fun of me back in the day. Brian, I love you, man. I love you, man. Also, make sure to join our mailing list. We do a daily newsletter. It's going to be in the comments, uh, in the show notes below. But man, I'm always sending out a daily newsletter every night about 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time of all the news that I read that day so that you can be up to what's going on with news that you can use. Let's move on to our venture deals for January 13, 2020. I love collecting all this data on what's going on in the venture world, where the money is going, and where the money is flowing. Number one, Corsa Security, a Canada-based provider of scaling network solutions, raised eight. million in funding from Roadmap Capital. Congratulations. Fan AI, a Santa Monica, California-based performance sponsorship data platform, raised $8 million in Series A funding. Marubeni Corporation led the round. Congratulations. Kikoko. Nice. I like that name. I'm going to click on this merely because of the name. Maybe there's some value in branding there. Let's read this first. Kikoko in Emeryville, California-based cannabis. Yay, we love the cannabis Small guy. Company for women. Ooh, for women. Raised $8 million in Series A funding. Bengal Capital led the round. Booyah, Kasha, we're going to bring that up. Bro, this is sweet. Number one cannabis beverage in California. Women-owned, women-led Man, this is a big win. You guys know that I only usually play this song for Atlanta-based startups and supporting Georgia startups and Georgia entrepreneurs. But man, I'm going to play it right now for Kikoko. Kikoko, women-owned, women-based cannabis, wellness for women. I feel like I need to tweet at them. I need to tweet at them and say, man, I just found out about your company. Freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. You know what? So what's so great about what we can do is we can we're, what we're, you know what I'll do it later. Uh, well, let's go to here. Let's, go, let's do it. Let's do Kikoko. 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 Oh, we're getting all this anime, all this Japanese anime. Kikoko, you guys don't have a, a, a tweeters. You don't have a tweeters. Well, awesome. Regardless, awesome, Kikoko. I'm going to see if I can tweet about you and give you props. That's sweet. That's sweet, guys. Simple Citizen, a Salt Lake City-based provider of digital immigration and visa solutions, raised $5.8 million in funding. Kickstart Seed Fund led the round. Hobby, a Colombia-based technology-driven real estate company focused on Latin America, raised $5.5 million in seed funding. Tiger Global Management led the round. Lalilo, some cool names today. Fan AI, Corsa Kikoko, Hobby, Lalilo, a France-based developer of free online tool that includes 3,000 adaptive exercises in phonics, word recognition, and comprehension, raised $5.5 million in funding. Lalilo. Track 160, an Israel-based optical tracking-based sports analytics company, raised $5 million in Series A funding. Advantage Sports Tech Fund led the round. 
Memfault, a San Francisco-based provider of cloud-based monitoring solution for hardware devices, raised $2.5 million in seed funding. Uncorked Capital led the round. Cerebrus, a capital manager, acquired off-lease only a West Palm Beach-based used car dealer. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry, used car dealer? I was... Uh... Restructuring Experts Inc., a portfolio company of Lynx Partners, acquired Advanced Roofing and Sheet Metal at Fort Myers, Florida, based provider of roofing and HVAC services. Congratulations. Hanover Partners acquired Westside Equipment Company, a Madera, California based maker of tomato harvesting and pistachio harvesting equipment, as well as related aftermarket parts. What, aftermarket parts? Tomato harvesting and pistachio harvesting? You know what? I love tomatoes and I love pistachios. So you know what? Go on with your bad self. HKW acquired John M. Floyd Associates, Inc., a Baytown, Texas-based provider of software and consulting solutions designed to optimize overdraft programs for regional communities. Mercer Global Advisors, Inc. acquired A.L. Hewitt, Inc., in Camarillo-based California comprehensive wealth management firm. Financial terms weren't disclosed. Well, guys, that is your adventure deals for January 13th, 2020. It's always good to know where the money is going and where the money is flowing. Did you know that there's even more value than just audio or video? Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at VC Hunting, and make sure to sign up for the VC Hunting newsletter, where you'll be able to get weekly news on venture capital, startups, founder stories, and the occasional wisdom extracted from Peter's brain. Go to vchunting.com to sign up. And now back to the episode. Welcome back to Adventure Daily, and this is the final word. This is the final word, guys. The final word uh, for today. And today, I just want to give some props. That's all. Just give some props where props are due. One of the things that I love about doing uh, this type of daily show and connecting with people all over the world are people are always sliding in to my DMs. My DMs are open. Ask me a question anytime. Send me an idea. Send me a tip. Send me whatever you'd like. I'd love to connect with you. The community that we're growing here at Venture Daily and VC Hunting is amazing. There's so many different people, so many different people from all walks of life. And so today... Today, I want to support someone who you actually saw earlier today, and he's down here. It's Sam the Carpet Man, who, from what I understand, has been following me for years now. And he said that he remembered when I bought that first Lamborghini back in 2017, and he remembered when Brian Armstrong made fun of me. But you know what else he's done, Sam the Carpet Man? I'm going to show you my DM with him. That's right. Well, I can't show you my DMs because Twitter would show you all the people I'm talking to. So here's a screenshot of what he sent me. He said, hey, bro, good morning. Anything else you'd like to see differently? <laughs> I said, it's excellent, man. Thanks so much. I'll highlight on all my show for next week. And there you have it. Sam the Carpet Man, thanks so much for making a cool caricature of me. And, you know, and I, will have to, I will have to say this, though. Uh, we, we actually went back and forth in DM a couple times um, about this character. And um, actually, actually, just, just give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. The first picture, the first picture that he, that he made of me, like, I, 
I was huge. I was like gigantic. I, I, it made me look like the, the uh, uh, like the muscle man. Well, let me see if I can bring this up right quick. Here we go, and Booyakasha. There we go. This was the first iteration. The first iteration, guys, of the was was this. I mean. Don't I look like a beast? Holy cow. I mean, I'm trust me. I'm not that strong. I'm not that His that that chest size? That chest size. <laughs> that guys, that chest size right there has to be like a chest size like 90. I mean, holy smokes, that guy is jacked. I uh, I'm not I'm not that jacked guy. <laughs> I did slide into the DMs, guys. I'll cut that out right there. But guys, I just love this community, and I want to give a shout-out to Sam the Carpet Man. Thanks for being a longtime subscriber. Thanks so much for being a longtime supporter, and I love the fact that you're willing to create these types of really cool things for me, man. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to use it. I can't wait to use it in some way. I don't know exactly how yet. Uh, but guys, feel free to connect with me. I'm human. I'm flesh and blood. I'm flesh and blood, just like you guys out there. Connect with me, slide into my DM, give me a shout, let me know what's going on. I'm going to be creating better community tooling in the future. And, and if you guys have been following me, any for, for especially in my the last three and a half years in the cryptocurrency game, you guys know that I build great community tools. And so it's going to be really fun to see and grow and expand this worldwide community that we have around venture capital and entrepreneurship and founders. So... They stand the carpet, man. I'm going to give you another shout-out, man. I love you, bro. Really cool. Appreciate the cool drawing. Uh, I just love this community. Have a great Monday, guys. Have a great start to your week. Uh, and I'll see you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.